TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 358, and I'm Olivia, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, I'm Yisan, and I'm a costume designer and a TV enthusiast. Hi, I'm Greg. I'm just a guy who watches TV from St. Louis. <laughs> and this is Tom. I'm executive director of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles. All right, and let's start off with the news. Thanks, guys, for showing up this week. Uh, first up, I have... That Netflix has, has severed all ties with Kevin Spacey, which means that uh, House of Cards right now has shut down production, and they've given it to the writers to figure out if they can finish the season without Kevin Spacey, or we just won't get that season. That's pretty well, much what it's looking like. And the movie that he already filmed, called Gore, they've dropped, and they're not going to air it. Wow. That's, yeah, it's it's, it's it's really a big mess uh, because they're only two weeks into the into the new season, and they had announced after this the news hit that they would that this was going to be the last season, which evidently it might have been the last season before, but they were developing spinoffs, including one based uh, centering on Doug Stamper, played by Michael Kelly. But yeah, right now it's a big mess. Yeah, they don't even know. I guess if they restart the season and. They're like, he mysteriously was shot by assassins. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, the whole season's written, but I guess they could rework it somehow, maybe? I don't know what what they're going to do, but good luck. Uh, I saw him over the show anyway, so now it's just like, blah. Uh, yeah. Next piece I have yeah. is... Yeah, oh. the last season was definitely binge-killing. Yeah. It's just like, you just... I got like four episodes in, and then I was over it. Um... Next up, I have that Amazon has won the bid to do a Lord of the Rings TV series. So, uh, no. Was that a groan it's, or was that a happy? What? No, My understanding is it's not going. They're not going to retread the movies. They're going to go over some of these other books, you know, oh. based on Tolkien's, you know, stories that Christopher Tolkien finished up, like Baron and Luthien, etc. Okay, maybe then. Okay. I didn't think they were just going to do the movies again because that would be boring because we all know how it ends. So right. yeah. We all know how it ends anyway. We all read the books, let's be honest. Well, I didn't read the other books other than the main three. I didn't read all the other stuff. All no, right. no, that's what I mean. All right. Uh, next I have that Oroville has been renewed for season two for an unknown oh. number of episodes. He has serious blackmail somewhere. Yeah, that really surprises me because, I mean, it's like it's – it's up against like Thursday night football, although NFL is, have, has their own political problems right now. But still, I mean, I'm really surprised, um, especially all of the the good reviews that it's getting uh, out on Twitter. It's getting terrible reviews from real critics, but who cares about real critics if the ratings are decent? Well, yeah, the ratings are they they drop significantly in the first few episodes, but they steadied out at about a one, which is where you don't get canceled. Um, <laughs> So wow. that, and then Star Trek also got renewed for season two. Is the first season over? Or are we getting more after, in January? We're getting, we're, gonna get, uh, we're getting nine. 
Nine episodes now and six episodes in January. Got it. I thought so. Okay. Yeah, everybody's splitting seasons. It's very annoying. Especially Will and Grace, which only has ten, so. It's that winter break or whatever the heck they're calling it. Mm-hmm. The well, fall finale of. <laughs> the, the next piece of news I have is that Twilight Zone is getting a reboot on and on CBS All Access. We were just talking about this. Which would be here. complete folly, except for who's involved. It, it is going to be folly or not going to be folly? It would be complete folly until they announced that Jordan Peele oh, was okay. going to be shepherding it. And I'm like, yes. I, they said Twilight Zone reboot. I'm like, eh, Jordan Peele's doing it. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want them to have more than just one show to make it worth yeah. having CBS All Access. Because right now, uh, I, I admit I use my friend's code, but it's just the two of us on the code. Ahoy well, there, mateys. Uh, no, I'm not pirating. You're allowed to give a couple of friends your code. It's it's like written in the rules. They said two people can access it at any one time. It's just the two. We are the two that have the access. But if they actually were like Netflix and had a serious amount of stuff, then I might want my own code. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, so hoping they get more stuff. Other thing. Other talking of reboots. ABC. Is yeah, isn't, it isn't it enough for you to watch reruns of Charles in Charge? <laughs> nice. Uh, ABC is rebooting Cop Rock, but calling it Harmony. No. Yes, they Seriously? are. I am serious. Yeah. Um, they're calling it Harmony, and the band Five for Fighting are writing original score for for it. And I was like, wait, is this just an idea? But it looks like it's in production. Here, here's the thing. Everybody loves to diss Cop Rock. The problem with Cop Rock is only about half the songs worked. When the songs worked, they were dynamite. But when they didn't, it was just hell. You are the first person that I know who's ever actually seen Cop Rock. Are you kidding? I oh. oh, you I did? Saw. We were just talking about it. And you were like, oh, what's Cop I didn't think you actually saw it. Sorry. No, that was... That was Greg. I absolutely saw it, and it was horrendous. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> no, in the in the in the pilot, there are two there are two musical moments. One's just a guilty pleasure when they have the guilty verdict, and it turns into this big gospel number in the courtyard. That was in the courthouse. That was fun. But at the end of the episode, where the crack mother sells her baby and she right. sings this lullaby, that was devastating. So it didn't always work, but you can't say. Hey, this is just like every other musical drama cop show well, out that's there. That's true, but this just seems a little ridiculous. But two songs so be, on, be on the lookout for Harmony on ABC. All right, uh, Tom, you have some news. Okay, a bunch of extensions. Uh, ABC has extended Blackish for two more episodes, and American Housewife, and Grey's Anatomy, and curiously, The Middle, which is this is the final season of The Middle, but it's going to be a longer final season. Uh, Olivia Coleman will join the will be the new Queen Elizabeth for seasons three and four of The Crown. Uh, their goal is was to not keep the same actors the whole time because they're going to span Elizabeth's life. So we just have a Claire Foy for one and two, and then she'll tag in Olivia Coleman, who's going to be great. Uh, Preacher was renewed by C- for season three at AMC. That's Zoo is canceled after season three at CBS. I can't believe it was still on. What, uh, was it? Yeah, Zoo. Oh, they God, just, I didn't know that was still on. Yeah, they, they, they finished their third season and just got canceled. Ray Donovan has been renewed for a sixth season really? at Showtime. 
I'm just surprised because I, I don't know. I just felt like season five would be the last season. I mean, and also it's daunting for me. That means I have so much to catch up on. Uh, <laughs> USA, has, USA has canceled Playing House. Uh, Gotham has recast for the second time um, Poison, Poison Ivy. Ivy. Yeah. I guess that. Uh, wait, is she getting younger now? Oh, she's going to be played by Peyton List, formerly of... Uh, Formerly of the Tomorrow People, and also she had a brief Wait, so run. She's gonna basically on... be the same age as the other version. How are they gonna explain like they her don't aging care. up? Her aging up sort of makes sense that she recast, but in the because they've already shown Poison Ivy this season, that makes no sense. They... Okay, here's the thing, Olivia. Olivia, they don't care. <laughs> I don't they care. do not care. Uh, Poison Ivy. Uh, USA has canceled Playing House. I think I said that. Yeah. HBO has acquired a Kit Harrington miniseries called Gunpowder. Oh, about I the, did know that. And oh, that guns and chaps, yay! That, <laughs> that should that should air in this December. Nice. And nice. then uh, bad. Like there's gonna be a bad boys. Say what? He's gonna have to do like an American Western accent. No, 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 no. It's about the gunpowder plot. Oh, gunpowder. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, gunpowder, and then uh, Bad Boys spinoff with Gabrielle Union has a put pilot at NBC. So, which her other show has got uh, Being Mary Jane is getting canceled, so she could walk straight from that into another show. Go, Gabby. Was Being Mary Jane any good? I always I I, I, I saw an episode. It was saw. okay. I saw an episode. It was okay. I mean, not my jam, but I'm not the target audience. Yeah. Okay, I have to ask somebody who is the target audience, because technically speaking, I am. Um, Alright, so let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Star Trek, and technically we have two episodes to talk about. Uh, we have The Awesomeness, which was the Sark episode. Um, and I really, really like that one. Uh, a lot. Like, well one, Sark has always been one of my favorite characters in Star Trek. And I really liked in this episode that we got to explore his relationship with Michael. And, you know, when they have the scene where he pushes her out of his dream. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, what is that? I was like, why would he do that? And then somebody was like, well, because he's obviously ashamed of something and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that makes so much sense. And then when you find out what happened, this is one of the few times when retcon actually works. Because... Mm -hmm. Sarek's reaction to Spock joining Starfleet instead of going to the Vulcan a Science Academy or wherever he was supposed to go always felt out of proportion to me. Like, he was so angry. He wouldn't speak to him for years, and he was just so, so mad about it. I was like, Well, that's why they were estranged. Huh? That's why they were estranged. Right. And I, I thought that his anger for that was out of proportion for what happened, but now I'm like, Oh, so like it makes way more sense. So he sacrificed Michael's future for Spock, and then Spock floundered that and did did the opposite. And basically, so he could have he could have actually done right by Michael uh, instead of betraying her. And so all that guilt is actually why. And it, yeah, it totally just makes way more sense now. It's like oh, this this really works. So, yeah, I, I really like this episode. I thought it was fantastic. The only negative I would say is the terrorist Vulcan group makes no sense and doesn't fit in with the Vulcan timeline. So I was like, mm. But other than that, I loved it. 
Well, depending on how you look at the, um, if you try to bridge this series with Enterprise, which, you know, they're both prequel series, it makes a little bit of sense, considering that that it's just before Enterprise that the Vulcans have kind of, you know, just, you know, adopted this whole, let's think, you know, logic versus emotion. We don't want to be like our... The Vulcans came up with this philosophy a thousand years ago. But remember, in Enterprise, they did episodes where there was still vestiges of that other movement, so... That's not... I know, but one... First of all, Enterprise was written by a bunch of people who didn't care about canon, and so they were making... They were changing stuff willy-nilly. Yeah, but the thing is, Enterprise is still canon, whether you like it or not, so... I don't like it, because it... Well, what do you do when it canon conflicts canon? Because their canon directly conflicts original track. Original track directly said that all the people who didn't agree with with Suvok's uh, teachings left and became the Romulans. Surak. Sorry, I said Suvok. You are correct. It is Surak. Uh, And that is is original Trek canon. And then Enterprise comes in and was like, ah, that's not really true, so I'm calling BS. I don't count the... I count original Trek canon over Enterprise canon. So you know, right now everybody's the, the people who are all on Twitter, literally about uh, about Discovery. You know, you just have to accept it as it is. I personally look at it as being set in the movie universe because it makes more sense, even though that's been denied by the CBS Paramount weenies. But you know, just well, enjoy the like, show. It looks like it, the new Trek universe, like just the look of the show. But again, if you look at what they did with Enterprise, it looks like the natural progression between Enterprise and especially Star Trek 1. No, it doesn't. But anyway, did you like the episode? <laughs> I like the episode quite <laughs> okay. a bit. Let's look, look, we, could, we could go Trek going for a while. So just, just uh, what did you like about the episode? Let's just stick to the, stick to the facts. I love that in this in one of the hallmarks of Star Trek series is you have the character who's trying to figure out what it means to be human. Right. I think it's fascinating that that character is our lead who is biologically human but was not raised with humans. Right. And um, why am I blanking on her name? Actress. Michael. Oh, Sonequa? Sonequa. I think she Sonequa Martin-Green pulls this off amazingly. And I like her budding romance with, or whatever relationship with... Uh, Tyler? Yeah. I don't like it going so fast. I don't mind the relationship in itself. I just thought that it went from zero to a hundred in two episodes. Well, the thing is, you've got to remember in that time loop, they were in there repeating many, many, many times. Yeah, but they had no memory of it. They don't remember the time loop. Except for Stannis. Right, so that shouldn't affect their relationship, which is why I didn't like how fast it was moving. I didn't mind it. I just thought... Uh, uh, Greg, your thoughts? Yeah, I didn't mind it. As far as uh, last week's episode was, I really liked the Sark episode. Um, this week's episode, I give it a sideways thumb, um, basically because, um, and, and we had discussed this, I, don't, I didn't really see the need in the episode um, that while they were doing the time loop, it didn't seem like there was any reason to actually blow up the ship at the end of every loop. Because he, uh, Mud was on the ship, first of all, it wasn't like he got into the space whale and like flew away, and so it was like it, I thought it was just you know CGI for CGI's sake, and 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 it, it just got old and boring. I think they could have done the time loop without you know all the explosions and everything. Well, I just I mean it made Mud seem scarier, which I was fine with. 
it didn't bother me as much. So, well, plus you know, plus his whole motive was to get the ship and turn it over to the Klingons anyway. So why blow it up over and over again? It just didn't make any sense. Well, he got pleasure out of it. He talked about it. He was like, "This is awesome." So I mean, it was just it's just him being a, a jerk, and he just enjoyed watching everybody die. So that was pretty much the entire motivation for it. I think it's interesting that so many of the criticism. I'm almost getting tired of reading about A, Orville versus Discovery, and B, how Discovery isn't real Star Trek. It's like, guess what? CBS owns Star Trek. It is real Star Trek. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Shut up. Tired. Uh, we didn't say that at all. <laughs> we were saying how much we like no, it. No, no. I'm, I'm just talking no about other people. I know, but I mean, that rant I just online. came out. I was just sure because the rant came out of us talking about how awesome the episode was, or we disagree and just like Whoa. no, but but the, the Harry Mud thing, everybody's like, oh, Harry Mud's a comic. He's a comic. He's a, when Mud first shows up, he is still a threat. He's charming, but he is not a good guy. No, no. And yeah. so to take him in a darker direction, even before we meet him in in uh, on the Enterprise, that doesn't bother me at all. It's like no. people are. People, the haters are just looking for reasons to not like something, and I'm like, stop watching it because I'm tired. <laughs> I've literally I unfollowed. Want to chime in. I definitely want to chime in here because um, I just want to agree. Like I really, but I want to emphasize it because I was talking to people recently also, and they were harping on that. And my, I, it seems obvious to me that I mean, it just seems like the the right answer. I mean, that sounds a little uh, militant, but. Um, is that the series is set before next gen. So if people are complaining about like, oh, but it's so different in tone and look than next gen, but people are allowed to develop. Like the, the I mean, we are seeing what uh, you know, what the universe was like for them, you know, the the relationships and the Klingon, all, all that stuff. So it was before they adopted the more kind of pacifist, you know, uh, exploring, you know, that kind well, not exploring. But anyway, the point is for me, it just absolutely makes sense because it's set 10 years before. And there are people are well, allowed to change. It's set 10 years what? before Next Gen. It's set 10 years before the original Trek. Oh, sorry. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Okay. So, so yeah, sorry, sorry. But my point is it it's, you know, it's, it's definitely people are allowed to grow. You know, humans are allowed to change. They're allowed to adopt new philosophies and have epiphanies. Is you know what I mean? So I don't see it at all contradictory at all. I mean, it just makes sense that this was before we became enlightened. Here's yeah. what we were like. You know I what agree. I mean? It, I, to- I totally love it, and I I outgrew the whole everything is perfect. I mean, and and that kind of show doesn't work now. Like that's not the time we live in. So I yeah. have no problem with having the darker show but let's move on let's wrap that up i think overall we like the two episodes except greg who gave it a thumb sideways on the second no wait i i i want to i want to second the thumb sideways because i didn't get a chance to say anything about the second show i re i i i I didn't like it i didn't hate it but i didn't like it so i'm definitely a a sideways thumbs because i'm a little scared of the yeah, I'm a little tired of the the Groundhog's Day, you know, trope. I mean, you know, I mean it's common, especially in sci-fi, because of the time loop. Um, but it, it did get a little repetitive. I mean, I know that's the point. Um, but I, I will say with you, uh, I didn't mind the explosions. I thought that they did kind of give us the the reason why. You know, he, he took a great delight in it, and and um, you know, narratively, it's just kind of, it creates that tension for us. Like, oh, God, before it blows up, you know, I mean, right. it, it just made sense to me. So, but but overall, I didn't love the episode. And no one's mentioned this, but I did not like the the um, 
the uh, voiceover. I, I thought that was a, a weird choice, and I and it, it's it, it's a departure for them, and I didn't like it. it. I had shades of you know Blade Runner, the not voiceover. necessary. Why are we hearing the voiceover kind of a thing? So I, I wasn't mean, I keen don't on. Remember it. it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, it, it was unnecessary. You didn't even remember it. I, I really thought it was awkward and a little strange for them. Okay. Well, let's move on. Uh, next up, let's talk about The Walking Dead. And this was the season eight premiere episode. Wait, one and two. Wait, we didn't talk about one, right? Yes. So episode one and two. I was like, I've talked about episode one so much that I had to remember that I hadn't talked about it in the podcast. Uh, so, but actually, what's interesting is episode one and two really kind of go together. And sure. I think the first four are going to feel like that—that that it's all just one big story. That they're just taking four episodes to tell. Yeah, I kind of thought. I, yeah, after watching the second app, I kind of thought that wow, that's um, you know, since the second app didn't really end on any major thing, I kind of thought, wow, I wonder why they didn't do a two-hour season. Uh, you know, premiere. What is this mid-season premiere? No, it's the premiere. The mid-seasons in oh yeah, January, the, February. Yeah, so I'm surprised they didn't do like a two-hour season premiere since they kind of went together so well. Right. It did really feel like one, because all the action, when they do do the split, it feels weird, because it's like, you immediately need the next thing. Um, But basically, the premise, which I like, is that they stood up to to the saviors in the finale, and now this is their plan to go on the attack, and I'm not clear exactly how much time has gone by, maybe a couple of weeks? Because they had to build up those cars and collect the cars, collect the gas for the cars, build shields on them. Uh, Michonne's heels somewhat, like her blood, her busted eye has healed, but she's still bruised all over the place. And it looks like Rick is mobile with his through and through bullet wound, but uh, Rosita is still hurt with her bullet wound. Um, so I'm not clear how much time has gone by from the finale, but a little bit. And uh, Andrew Lincoln's been going around talking about this is the first time that Rick's had a plan in eight seasons that's actually a good plan. And it seems extremely intricate, which is what I really like about it, because I don't know exactly what's going to happen next. And I'm not sure what's planned and what's not planned. And I am a little annoyed with Jesus, though, right now with his whole, we should save everyone, even the guy that was going to put a bullet in my head. No. Yep. No, go away, Jesus. Uh, why I feel like he put a wrench in a very perfectly good plan. Well, yeah, it's kind of troubling. It's not like when they t- decided to take in all of the people from Woodbury. Right, those uh, were all innocent civilians. Yeah, I mean, this is these are people who would you know kill you you know in a heartbeat you know, what and are you so do with them? you can't keep I, them locked up. Yeah, I, I don't. This is not going to end well. <laughs> just I've just got a foreboding about well, leaving I, these. And I think, I, I, I don't understand where this came from, from Jesus. Like, that's not necessarily the person I would have predicted that would have been like, oh, we can't kill people. Like, I Well, that's like, why I blame Go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, well, that's why I, I blame bad storytelling. I, I, I think it's a little manipulative. It does not make that much sense. And they obviously wrote it because, you know, they, they're going to give us a payoff or a consequence of that, of that decision. But I don't, I find it a little forced. And I mean, that's why we're all having this reaction to it because it's annoying because it's, I think it's a bad writing choice personally. And I didn't hate the first two episodes, but you know, they were definitely one big episode and absolutely could have been given it to us as a two hour, um, but yeah, no, I, I'm a little annoyed. I'm, I mean, certainly not put off the series by any means or anything like that. But and I did well, love the intro. Put me off of Jesus, but you know. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's all I wanted to say. But I don't think it's Jesus's fault. It's the writer's fault, and that's disappointing to me because I'm really going to be annoyed when they like give us the consequence. Because I'm going to be like, well, duh, we all knew yeah, this wasn't going to turn somebody's out. Somebody's probably going to get if it, and if it wasn't if it was another character other than Jesus, I would think that that character would die because of that decision that they made. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, well, somebody else is going to die. I don't know who <laughs> it is, but somebody else is going to die because of what Jesus just did right now. Um, but I yeah, did I like maybe, that Tara maybe. was kind of like, well, Maggie might listen to you, but Rick's going to listen to me. And, and Rick is very much like, yeah, let's just kill them all. So, Well, maybe they decided that since, you know, because Morgan was supposed to be the the moral compass character, and then he just went all like Terminator badass. And oh just my started... god, he was awesome! They <laughs> <laughs> so had to have someone go, okay, let's take a step back here. I mean, do we really want to go and, you know, just kill all of these people? Or maybe, yes. you know, maybe we still need to, I mean, are, you know, kind of like the, the conversations that um, that Morgan and and Rick always have about you can come back from this. You know, You know, do we think that our main characters who we love are going too far. I don't think in attacking that base they went too far. All those guys were armed soldiers, every single one of them. None of them were civilians. Yep. So, no, they absolutely were completely justified in going in and doing what they did. Uh, and then with the... And especially the dude that put the... that faked peeing on himself so that he could get the jump on Jesus and put the gun to his head. That guy, you don't tie that guy up. No. First of all, he's shown that he's a deceiver, that he's a liar, and that he's a killer. You put a bullet in his head and you're done. You don't leave that guy alive. So, Jesus was tripping. Like, some of the other people, when they were coming out and they saw they were surrounded, them surrendering, maybe. But then that dude that killed the kid at the kingdom? No, you put him down. So, I just... I feel like they're creating a problem... And leaving a bunch of soldiers alive that they could have just dealt with earlier. Uh, and then... But the stuff going on with Rick was really good. Like, the big surprise with the season one character return. That was awesome. Who recognized him immediately? I just thought he looked familiar. But I couldn't place him. Did you have to go look him up on the internet? I did. I did not. <laughs> I get points. Because I was like, well, oh, Morales. Uh, I was like, what happened to your wife and two kids? I guess they're dead. <laughs> well, but I I had been watching reruns up until um, the season premiered, and so um, I remember him from the camp. Right. Uh, Yusa, did you remember him? I did not. Um, I, and in fact, it was funny because I was like, who's that? And then he was like, Morales. And I was like, who's that? I was like... <laughs> 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 didn't help me, and so yeah, no, I didn't. I, sorry, you had to go look it up it. on the internet. 
Yeah, because yep. I, I always wondered what happened to him because when the camp moved off and they were like, we're going to go to the CDC, Morales took his family and said, nope, I'm going to go find my family and I can't remember where he said he was going. Uh, but it was him. He had a wife and a he had a wife and two kids. I think it was two kids. I remember a boy. I think I remember a boy and a girl. And he and I'm wondering if he lost his. Obviously, he didn't find his family because he's he's in Alexandria now. So uh, I'm wondering if his wife and kids are still there. I'm gonna guess no, which is why he's become what he's become. Um. But Rick looked all guilty, and I'm like, dude, uh, you didn't kill Morales' family. You gave them the option to stay with you. They chose not to. Like, he's just he's just weighing so much guilt right now. But I'm curious to see what, what happens next. All right, let's move on. We've been on these first two shows for a long time. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about The Gifted, and we're going to get through this really quick. Uh... I think this show is progressing at a pretty decent rate. They're making me start to care about some of the crew. A little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. And the memory chick, whoa. Like, it's making me really not like her. I try to watch the show uh, because I love Amy Acker, but uh, even Amy Acker isn't, hasn't been enough that, that it's pulled me into the, the storyline. Really? So Who's yeah. Amy Acker? What'd you say? Which one's Amy Acker? The mom. I'm starting to enjoy it. I mean, it's not the best superhero show ever, but nope. I am enjoying it. Yusa, what'd you think? I like, I like the pacing. I mean, I agree with you. I think they're kind of moving at a good clip. Um, I, it's definitely not on... It's definitely... It's right in the middle for me. Uh, I, I definitely... I'm happy to watch it. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll watch this. Um, but afterwards, I'm always like, oh, right, it's just kind of this. So yeah. I don't mind. You know what I mean? Um, and it's fun enough to watch, but it's definitely not, I, oh, I got. I have to watch this. So I, I, I'll watch it. You know, that's kind of, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. All right. That's about all I have to say about The Gifted. <laughs> all right. Next up, we're going to talk about Lucifer. Uh, Greg, you said you saw it. Uh, so are you enjoying this more than The Gifted? Um, well, yeah, I, I happened to watch um, this past episode um, when uh, Trisha Helfer, I, I guess. Oh, when she came back, right. Yeah, she comes back, but she kind of sort of remembers what was going on when Lucifer's mom like had control of her body. But well, actually, really- no, she doesn't remember anything that happened. She just remembers that she was caged. She was actually in hell. Like, when the mom was in control of the body, she was in hell. And she vaguely remembers being in hell. Right. Yeah, that's what she remembers. Right. Um, but I didn't realize what a great actress, like, Trisha Helfer is. Like, when she did that monologue about, you know, how she's been, like, uh, pretending because she doesn't want people to think that she's crazy. And that whole scene that she had, I thought it was just fantastic. Well, and she's totally different than the mom. You know, she's technically playing somewhat the same character but she's not the evil mom and she's a a despicable lawyer but she doesn't want to be and all of that you know she did a great job you could definitely tell that there's a difference and what's going on with her yeah I'd say this was one of their better episodes I was really into it any other thoughts anybody else okay I guess we're going to say thumbs up for us, for Lucifer. 
one of the best right. of the seasons that they've had so far. Um, next up, we talk oh, and, about. Wait, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. And uh, pudding apparently uh, gives you renal failure. Apparently. <laughs> oh, it's like pudding. Oh, because the poison. Yes. Yes, there was poison in the pudding. There was poison in the pudding. Yes. Uh, that was the storyline plot. But also, I was trying to think if there was anything with the Menadel that was going on. Him and his brother are fighting. But, um, yeah, that was about it. Uh, all right, next up, let's talk about The Good Doctor. Tom, let's start off with you. Are, what are you liking about this new show? I like the cast and I like the characters. I'm still kind of, I'm still kind of up in the air. Are they making Sean too affected? But I've been reading reports of you know people with with uh, kids with high functioning autism or young adults who are really it re- the show really resonates with them. But it has a lot of heart. I mean, it's kind of like the This Is Us for medical dramas. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of. I, like well, I mean, I don't cry every week, but I kind of see your point because it generally makes you feel good. But like in this week's episode, I'd say eighty percent had a good turnout, but then you had the the resident where she did everything perfect and forgot one thing, and her patient died. She did. She did the really complex stuff very well, and she did. Some, she made a mistake of the really simple thing, yeah, the and the patient thing. died. Yeah. But I like that they don't always have the patients win. I like that Sean is not always right. Yeah. So they, I think they have a good ratio, and it's not just about bed hopping, which is what Grey's Anatomy devolved into. Oh, so quickly. Oh, everybody sleeping together. <laughs> but also, what they started with this is that people were already couples, so you already walk mm-hmm. in, and everybody's already a couple. And they, it looks like they might be making one of the couples break up, but I actually don't care. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But the, the stuff that I do care about is the relationship between all the interns and their friendship. Like, that friendship is really good. And then Sean and um, Michael Schiff. I was going to say Toby from West Wing. Yes. Uh, that, <laughs> Richard Schiff, yeah. Richard Schiff. I was like, Michael Schiff? That doesn't sound right. Richard Schiff. Yeah. Uh, their relationship is really great. So... On the relationship standpoints that are friendships, I think they're doing great. They're doing a great job. And America um, loves the show. Yeah, I, I do too. I'm kind of I'm really kind of digging it. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on? Well, I'd like to see how um, Sean's character is going to develop because, um, you know, although the nurse was a little nosy, you know, Sean kind of reveals that he doesn't um, either believe in love or doesn't feel like he needs love. No, I think he felt like he got burned. Like he loved his rabbit and he loved his brother and both of them died. So he doesn't want to get attached to anything else. So you know that that's going to be one of his journeys this season or for the series. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so thumbs up. All right. uh, Next up, we're going to talk about The Flash. Uh, If I can remember what happened in the episode. Uh, the good luck thing was the uh, the first episode. The second second episode is Gypsy's father comes. Oh comes. right, the Gypsy oh, father was one great. was actually good. The that luck was one great. was pretty yeah. terrible. Yeah. yeah, the luck one was pretty disposable. But the Gypsy's father casting. Why can't I think of his name? From uh, Danny Trejo. Danny, Danny Trejo. Casting Danny Trejo yeah. was brilliant. Yeah. I mean that that dude just has such presence and magnetism. And and scariness too. Yeah, I ran into him at Baja Freshwoods. That was so cool. It's like, oh my gosh, Danny Trejo has a family and eats Baja Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a fun episode. And also that Cisco, 
I'm glad that uh, Wells, you know, we, we have the Earth 2 version of Wells now, who's still prickly, but not a complete weirdo, like Harry, who just yeah, annoyed me. Yeah, I didn't me. really like him. Right. Yeah, I think all of that works. I like the tests that he had Cisco go through, and I couldn't quite tell if it was just a test or if he really was like, going to kill him. <laughs> like, you weren't quite sure where that fell. But, oh, it was fun to see the introduction of the elongated man, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. they, oh and they, they made it seem like he's going to be a regular. Does anybody know if that's true? Yeah, I, and a friend, an ally, for sure. He, well, he's a hero. I mean, he's he's a very standard Silver Age DC superhero, so uh, they gave him a, a slightly different backstory, but I'll be interested to see how that pans out. Yeah, And you know what I, I loved about that scene? There are so many little one-liners or quips or little moments that I thought, I really, really liked the episode. Um, I thought it, it got its comedy right. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. forced at all, yeah. and it was really paced well, and I mean, it just, it didn't change the tone of it. Like, sometimes, you know, the one-liners, not just on that show, on any show, can be kind of clunky or too forced. It was all really natural, and I loved that, um, uh, I forgot his name, but the dad, the dad cop, um, he just <laughs> threw up. It was Joe. like, you know, Joe, of course, Joe, of course, Joe. <laughs> I loved that. It was so quick and subtle. It was like, you know, it was just perfect and so realistic. I mean, he just saw a man's face, like, fall off, and he's like, oh, man, I've been doing this for four years, finally. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I thought, I was so realistic. I was like, exactly, you know? So I loved it. I, it was a little self-referential, and, you know, it was it was cute. So I thought I thought the whole episode worked, for sure. Yeah. Any other thoughts for you? Yeah, it, Go ahead. Yeah, it really got me back into Flash because it, yep. it became kind of stale. It was like, I and I kept wondering why, okay, everyone who was exposed to the particle reactor who happened to be inside the building turned out to be a superhero, but everyone outside the building turning out to be a villain. And, <laughs> and then they rebooted it and they're like, okay, this dark matter washed out of this wormhole or something when I came out of the speed force. And now everyone on the bus is going to be a villain. And I'm like... Really? So everyone who gets superpowers is going to be a villain, and then they finally have a person who, you know, develops superpowers, and he's actually going to be an ally. And I thought that was a, a good change of pace. That's yeah, a great I point. Agree. Good point. Great point. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about This Is Us. And it's not the Brothers one. It's the one after the Brothers. What was it? Does anybody remember? Um, okay, you've got two ups. Was well, the brothers was one where the dad was really trying to make the brothers get along, and so he took trying them to on a make trip. the brothers bond, right? Right. So he took them on a camping trip. Oh, the Halloween episode oh, where okay, yeah. Halloween episode where Randall finds out from a neighbor. <laughs> oh, that he's adopted. Well, no, he well, knew, he, he, was knew adopted, he was adopted, but but he... still, to find out details from a neighbor, it's like I'd have words with that neighbor, and by words, I mean you know. Smite them thus. <laughs> yeah, because then she's like in the middle of Halloween and she's got to explain to him that they picked him for a reason and it wasn't just like he was a replacement. And it's really good that they changed his name because there was that moment where they were just going to name him Kyle. Mm-hmm. And so it's really good that they changed his name to Randall. So, because then they would be like, well, he died and his name was Kyle and we just named you Kyle. So, yes, you are a replacement. <laughs> Um, oh, I shouldn't have laughed. <laughs> but no, it was kind of funny. You're right. Uh, so I thought Kate, Kate's one night stand with the dude from the bar was heartbreaking because she knew she shouldn't have, but she did it anyway. 
Well, and also the fact that he didn't want her to come and talk to his friends is your mm-hmm. indicator that there's something else going on, and he, he wants to keep you on the down low. Uh, and so she should have just walked out right then and there. So, but I feel like, and the whole thing when the parents were talking that one of them spoils Kate and one of them spoils Randall, and then mm-hmm. they both realize that it's true. Uh, I don't know if that changed anything because they still spoil both of them. Uh, but it was good it's that they inter- pointed it out. It's interesting that that kind of makes Kevin, quote unquote, the middle child, who, yeah. who kind of like Jan Brady, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> is like. You know, look at me, look at me. Right. And that's why he became an actor. Cause he, and I mean, he wasn't imagining it that his parents weren't paying attention to him. Nope. He's not imagining it at all. So I do feel bad for Kevin, but he still is a jerk. Because well, he, oh. he doesn't take it out on Kate. He, takes, he only takes it out on Randall. And I'm like, dude, take it out on your parents. No, he took it out on Kate. Remember when he said, you know, no one else has to be as messed up as you. Well, no, he did that when they were adults. But I'm talking about when they were kids, he still looked out for her. And they're still really close, even though he's mad that his parents didn't pay enough attention to him. But he's always had a problem with Randall growing up because he's jealous of how his mom doesn't give him as much attention as Randall. So that's why he's always angry at Randall. And I'm like, no, dude, be angry at your mom, not at Randall. But he's a kid. But yes, he did have that blowout with Kate too. And that thing he did to his roommate as an adult—that was oh, not cool. dude, that was when so underhanded. When he started talking, I was like, "Don't do it! Don't do it!" And I was like, "If they hired your roommate for the role, you're not the type they're looking for." Mm-hmm. You know, so. He's the exact. I was like, they're not going to change their minds. I'm sure they saw a million pretty boys just like him, and they went with this other guy for a reason. Um, I don't yeah, know you, what made him oh, so terrible. Can you get blackballed like that? Well, he got blackballed by one director. He could get one direct. Basically, you can that you director can, and anybody in his sphere of influence exactly. absolutely yeah absolutely exactly because what it is, is you don't want to develop a bad reputation because hollywood's actually a really small circle yeah it is so if one person starts talking about what a terrible person you are and especially if somebody knows that you know that person mm-hmm. they're going to be like oh i hear you know such and such what do you think of him and then uh-huh. that's going to be your reputation, period. So, yeah, you don't want that. So I always make sure that I leave relationships hopefully better than I started them. You know? But anyway, let's move on. Preach. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, you guys want to talk about Legends of Tomorrow. I'm not sure if I'm still into this show because I'm not liking the Time Bureau stuff. Oh, season. with the time you're—they're just like your—they're just your 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 antagonists that are always out there. I love that they're still keeping up the season two uh, attitude of we're just having fun riffing on pop culture and don't think too hard. <laughs> you know, because this this episode plays out like ET, except for the extraterrestrial is a baby dominator and Mama comes looking for him. <laughs> I have that. So, story. but uh, Greg, your thoughts? 
uh, yeah, this was a fun episode. Um, although, you know, I guess we've thrown out all of the, you know, notions that if you go back in time and actually see yourself, that you can cause like a oh. space and time. You yeah, know? they don't do that here. <laughs> no, they've run into several versions of themselves already. Uh, but it was kind of fun uh, uh, that Palmer like goes back and sees himself and uh, shrinks himself down, and the kid, his, he, like his younger self, thinks he's an action figure. That was that was all that was fun. <laughs> oh, and the thing, the no. thing with Nate and uh, Ray's mom was kind of fun too. <laughs> I just... Wait, wait, they 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 break, they go into the house under the auspices of being from Animal Control. And then <laughs> when he comes, when they come back, the real Ray's real mom has been, kid, you know, kidnapped and imprisoned by a dominator. But the dominator is making out with with Nate, and there's a cougar joke in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I don't feel any depth of the show for the show. That's all. It's a comic book no, show. It's not supposed I, to have depth. I I feel like Libya. You know, I'm kind of in the middle uh, with you, so maybe I can be the bridge. Um, it, I think it started out as one thing, for sure, and it was trying to be one thing. And then I feel like they just gave up and were like, eh, we'll be like the slapstick, you know, comedy uh, comic. Right, you know, which I, I like that last season. Last season yeah, it was but, fun, but I think this season with the Bureau or whatever, it's just... That's not great. But like Tom said, they just need kind of a heavy. They need like the shadow that, you know, kind of, you know, ruins yeah, the they're fun. They're not scary or intimidating. They're all idiots. So. I don't know, but, but the show is too light at this point. I, we don't even need like a heavy, realistic, you know, scary, dangerous antagonist. We just need one. You know what I mean? To move the, move the stories forward a little bit. Um, I definitely don't like the show as much. But I'm I'm just kind of given over to that they've given in. They took that the change at the at end of last season or, or the last season, and they've just kind of doubled down on it, you know. And and now they're kind of like, meh, we're just going to be cotton candy. I mean, really, it's it's definitely not the same show I started watching, and I do like it less, but I don't hate it, and I'm kind of willing to let it just be this what it, what it's giving me. So I mean, I'm still watching it. I think it's really interesting with some of the superhero shows and movies now that people are surprised when they go, they make a conscious decision to go lighter because mm. they realize this is a comic book show. Yeah, Don't take it too I, seriously. Yeah, but I like it when they're serious. I do. Yeah, I like it better. Oh, watch Arrow, it's deadly serious. Uh, yeah, I, Arrow is also oh. bad writing, so it's a whole different other thing. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to something fun. Next up, we're going to talk about The Good Place. And this episode was called Derek. And... <laughs> It was just comedy gold. It was just Michael trying to figure out how to talk Janet into getting rid of her boyfriend that she created out of thin air, who is weird. Uh, but in a... Nope, just weird. I was going to give a qualifier for that, but there isn't one. Um, and then I liked how Janet went and ended up talking to everybody and get advi getting advice. Like It was all pretty good. But he was just as weird and kind of stupid, just like Jason. Yeah, but he was programmed stupid. So it was like the stuff that he didn't get was even more than Jason. Um, but I see your point. But Jason's prettier. That guy's not <laughs> that attractive. Like, if you're going to make well, a guy out of thin air, at least make him attractive. I'm just saying. Well, no, I think that kind of goes along with the whole, like, he was flawed 
Like, you know what I mean? It was kind of like, he was like, not a carbon copy of a carbon copy, but just that I, I thought the, I see what you're saying about the, the similarities between Jason, but it, the funny part for me was, I mean, it came from a glitch, basically, or, right. you know, funky, whatever. So, I mean, it was very artificial, whereas Jason is, you know, he's that heartwarming kind of, um, you know, simple, simpleton kind of a thing, whereas Derek is really specifically, you know, technology gone bad or poor or whatever. Um, so I, I, I also thought it was comedy gold. And there was a moment this season, I don't ask me which episode, but I thought a little forlornly, I was like, I felt, oh, is this going to be a little bit of a sophomore slump? I was like, am I not going to love this season as much as the first? And I, it was a fleeting but real feeling. And I thought, oh, are they going to make me laugh as much as they did the first season? And then I loved, loved, loved this episode. I love how they, I mean, and it, I, the, it's the point of it. The first season was all about the concept, you know. Uh, and then this season, it's really about that kind of uh, question of what makes you human and how do you human and adjusting to emotions and all. I mean, through Michael, since he's a demon, you know, um, I, they really are just now giving us character development, you know, and really we, we we're invested, of course, now we care about them. But I do love the different trials and tribulations of each character and they're kind of spreading it out pretty evenly. Although, it, uh, I want feedback on this. I feel like Eleanor has kind of taken a little bit of a step back this yeah, season. Yeah, it's, it's, you're right. Well, it's become more of an ensemble because first season was all from her point of view. And this yes. season, they've been changing the point of view. And speaking of Eleanor, I really like that she's obsessed with that tape of her and Chidi saying that they love each other. And then <laughs> yeah. when she finally broke down and showed the tape to, to Chidi, he didn't even know how to respond either. That was great. Yep, yep. I miss her, though, I will say. I just think she's fantastic. And that first season, um, you know, was so, I mean, it was written so well for her, but she was so great. She had so much to do. So I will say, though, that I miss her a little bit. I, I kind of want them to swing back a little bit and give me more of her, because I think she's fantastic in this role. I agree. I can get behind that. Any other thoughts before we move on? All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about how to get away with murder. And we haven't talked about this in a little bit, um, but I was of the school that once they killed Wes, I was out. But I really like what they're doing with this season and that Annalise is basically on her own and she's kicked all the kitties to the curb and now they have to try to survive by themselves. But they are plotting on their own to do all these other things and she's plotting with herself, you know, by herself to do something and... There's multiple plots happening, and I'm not sure what all of these mean, but it's really pretty cool. Uh, any other thoughts? Who else watched this? Oh, I did. I watched the app. And what did you think? I'm still uh, engaged. I'm, I'm still want to see how this all works out because, um, you know, they at least think they know who killed Wes, and they're trying to get dirt on, um, on the, the dad's company. Um, a Laurel's Laurel's dad's company, um, right. and then of course he shows up in in the conference room, um, and I just have a feeling that I, I don't know. I just I just have this feeling. I mean, they keep flash forward, so you know something really bad is going to happen. But I mean, the, them trying to go in and hack files, it just seems you know um, they they know how dangerous Laurel's father is, but yet they're still like trying to you know, see if they can take him down. I think it's just going to, it's just not going to end well. Well, as evidenced by the dead body, 
that someone's in jail for. So, yes, I would agree. And this time, I'm wondering if Annalise is finally going to murder someone because in this show, uh, she's the lead. It's how to get away with murder, and she hasn't killed anyone yet. There's been about three people murdered, and she has. she's always covering up for the kids. So this time we see her in the shower, and she's covered in blood, and it makes you... But see, there's two things that happen, because there's blood all in the elevator at her apartment, and then there's blood all over the walls at the law firm. So that feels to be like there's two different murders, right? Right. Okay. Not crazy. Yeah, but, but, yeah, and I don't know what's going on with Jimmy Smith, because... You know, he's now figured out um, uh, that, uh, um, Julie? what's her name? <laughs> her uh, fake name is Julie. Well, Bonnie. Yeah. That, you know, yeah, yeah, her fake name. And so he figures out that she's really Bonnie and that uh, she's been there kind of trying to manipulate him. But then he kind of says uh, that uh, Annalise is like a trigger for him. And I'm not really sure what she's triggering. Well, the only thing I know is that he lost a child, and that made him become an alcoholic. And then he just found out Annalise lost a child. So I'm not quite sure what his trigger... Like, and you find out that the woman he's talking to is his ex-wife. And then, then everything just got super complicated. And So I'm not quite sure everything that's happening. But it's really good. Like I'm, I'm liking all the different pieces coming together. And Bonnie but, needs to calm down because Bonnie has created just like this whirlwind, and it's all about her. She's just—it's like she's mad at her mom that her mom's not paying attention to her. So she's like, "Well, I'm gonna show you," you know. But I'm liking—I'm liking the season. It's different than any other season. And I feel like it's fresh. So, thumbs up for me. Thumbs up. All right, next up, I'm going to talk about SWAT, uh, apparently by myself for a minute, just because I want to finish the trifecta. We reviewed The Brave. We reviewed whatever Boreanaz's show is called that I'm blanking on. <laughs> the Brave and the Boreanaz. <laughs> I can't remember the name of his show. Seal Team. Seal Team. Thank you. Thank you. And we reviewed both of those, and they both both basically got a thumbs sideways to some thumbs down. And SWAT is different in that it's in the inner city, or actually just in the city, versus in another country. Uh, but some of the philosophies sort of similar. But what I I actually like this one a lot better than the other two. I like that it's more personable. I like that they actually talk about the different ways to deal with the community. Um, they're trying to find some information, and so the police chief tells one squad to go bust some heads to get the information, and then puts the, uh, puts uh, Shamar. What is his name? Shamar Moore. Shamar, Shamar Moore. Moore. Yeah, they puts him on like babysitting duty, and he's not supposed to do anything. And he was like, "Well, they're going to go bust heads, and that's not going to work because racial tensions are really high right now. So I'm just going to go to my own neighborhood." And just ask some questions and be family, and so it showed him going to like the hair sh- hair sh- uh, dresser shop or barber shop and talking to the people there, and they got a lead from there that led to something else, and they actually ended up ahead of the team that was busting heads as far as clues went, and so I thought that was an interesting take on it, 
Um, and then they actually did something that's I that's got a controversial, which is the lead of the SWAT team. He shoots a little. He's chasing a white guy with a gun, and he ends up shooting a black teenager with no gun. And he 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 absolutely admits it was a mistake. Like he was hiding under cover from the guy shooting at him, and he popped up under cover and shot the guy, the only target he saw in front of him, which ended up being a kid. And he got fired for it. It's like a gut reaction from the uh, the brass or whatever. And what they did was Shamar Moore's character was third in line for command of the team. Uh, so they fired the top guy because he's the one that fired the shot. And then the second in command should have been put in tra- charge of the team, but they wanted a black face. They wanted the PR of it. And so they put him in charge of the team. So he hop skipped over a guy with seniority. And I like how they're trying, they're dealing with that. Like the dude that he jumped over respects him, but is still, you know, understandably angry that he got, you know, jumped over. And Shamar Moore is like, feels guilty about it because he knows why he got jumped over or got pushed over. And he's, so that makes their relationship really awkward. Like they were best friends and now it's like really awkward with them. Uh, so they're dealing with all of that and the team dynamics. They got a new hothead kid on the team and they're dealing with the community. And I was like, okay, I kind of like this. And they made it seem like the whole thing of the pilot was all racially motivated, but you end up finding out it was all money motivated and it was all just like a cover. So that was pretty good too. It was a nice surprise. So I'm going to say the pilot was a thumbs up for me and not just for Shamar Moore and eye candy. Thank you very much. <laughs> I never accused you of that this time. (laughs) (laughs) This is actually will be the first show I've ever watched with him in it. So I'm not necessarily a fan and follow him around. So I think I think I'm going to hit season pass on this one and and watch it. But did they did they use the theme song from the old TV show? That's what I want to know. I don't know the theme song for the old TV Okay, good. Shame on them. <laughs> Greg was like, good. And Tom said, shame. All right. Well, I swear, if I was having, like, if, if I was having some problems right now and I sat down and watched television, I would swear I was in the 1970s. We've got That's Hawaii Five. We've got Star Trek. Hawaii Five O SWAT. MacGyver's yeah. back on television. MacGyver. MacGyver. I, I. It's like I'm surprised Love Boat doesn't come back. Oh, don't worry. That's I said I wanted Love Boat. Coming soon I'm to sure CBS All coming. Access. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm giving SWAT a thumbs up. All right, let's move on. Next up, I'm gonna watch. Uh, we're gonna talk about Young Sheldon. And for some reason, they played episode two a month apart from episode one, which is completely illogical for me. They wanted to test them out on Mondays because of football. I get so, that, but if they they should have just premiered it. The whole point was to get the Big Bang lead in. So either keep it with it or don't. So I was just kind of annoyed. Well, they did keep it with it because they're I mean, both back. They're both on Thursday now that football's now done for they CBS. Are, but anyway, so the basically the show Bang? premiered twice. Was was what I was thinking. But what did you yeah. guys think of of the episode? Are the numbers for Big Bang still high? Because yes. um, oh, oh yeah, oh it is. Okay, yeah. it, it seems like it's fizzling out. No, nope. nope. Numbers are still high, super high. 
Uh, but what did you think of Young Sheldon, uh, Tom? I thought it was a good episode. I like that they've really embraced this Wonder Years vibe. So it's got a completely different feeling. Right. It, it, it's the it's the origin of Young Sheldon, but you know the actors who play the family are great. Uh, Lori Metcalf's daughter, I can't remember her name, plays the younger version of Lori Metcalf from Big Bang, and Lance Barber plays his dad. So it's got a lot of heart to it. Well, what was crazily uncomfortable was that dinner. They were like, "Oh my God, Sheldon's got a friend," and oh, his <laughs> conversations with all his teachers was quite hilarious. But the dinner when they're meeting the Vietnamese friend mm-hmm. was so awkward for me and uncomfortable because they were just saying super racist stuff to this kid. And and the kid just was like blinking and looking at them like, did you mean that? <laughs> the way that sounded? Um, but, I mean, and you know, they emphasize obviously this is what, the 80s? So it's like mm-hmm. people don't understand that you should not say such things to people anymore. Um, but wow, super, super crazy. But I'm glad that they didn't have anybody, you know, try to make a speech about it. No, they didn't. They, they just, just had the kid look just, totally uncomfortable. They, they let the discomfort hang in the air and they let the, you know, the adult characters react saying, I shouldn't have said that. That was really a wrong, bad <laughs> thing to say. And the kid just takes it and then they kind of, you know, because... That happens. <laughs> right. Well, some of them, they, they realized they shouldn't have said, but some of them they didn't. Like, they just kept going. And you were just like, please stop. Please. <laughs> um, I thought his, I thought the uh, the whole notion of him getting the book, you know, bar, checking out the Dale Carnegie book from the school library, right. I thought that was brilliant. Because well, that's exactly the type of advice a librarian would give a little kid. <laughs> well, what was great, too, is his sister's advice. Like, well, if you just check out all the other people who checked out the book, then they're just as lonely as you. And they were all teachers. <laughs> <laughs> who, who told mm. a, child, a young child way too much information. Bingo. Yeah, so that was fantastic. So I'd say I actually like this episode better than the first episode. So, the pilots are hard. Yeah. I agree. So, but yeah, I thought it was—I thought it was a good episode. All right, so let's wrap that one up and let's move on to the crown event, which is Stranger Things season two. We're going to talk Woo-hoo! about the first two episodes. So, all of you people who have watched the entire series already, uh, sorry, I was trying to pace ourselves with all our other TV, but uh, let's see how I do next week. I might end up watching more because it was really hard to stop after episode two this time. Yeah, no spoilers, Tom. <laughs> la, 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 la. Uh, so Greg what did you think did it start off the way you expected considering the finale of last season yeah I mean it was really good um, I you know I was just like how are they going to recreate like just the phenomena that was you know last season and so I'm watching and and um, it was so good of course you know because I lived through this time period I I may have been around their ages but i can't remember anymore um uh and so i can can definitely identify with the characters and what was going on during the time um i um i i think what i should have done though is i probably should have rewatched the first season because there were certain things that i had forgotten you know i watched the recap the recap was pretty good Uh, well no see so that's the weird thing i think what's going on is if you go to um, if you go to Netflix on your regular TV, then yeah, you see the recap. But for some reason, that does not show up if you're using an Apple TV. 
Oh, oh, weird. Yes. So I think I'm going to have to, yeah, uh, make sure but that I watch. Also, re- like, ba- like when it starts playing, if you actually hit back when it starts playing, I think you might be able to access the recap that way. Yeah, they they, okay. they put the recap as like a separate mini episode. Yeah, and it, and this one the recap was long. It was like a five minute recap. Yeah, and it gave it gave you the option the option to skip it and go right, right to the season. Right. Um, here. Yeah, but it was good. It was good because I was like, oh yeah, that happened. Oh yeah, that happened. Oh yeah, that happened. Um, but I really yep, I to, go ahead. I have to admit, in episode two, when you know he's. Um, you know, going into the the upside down and like the big I don't know what we're gonna call it, but the big smoke monster if we wanna you, call it. Do you want me to tell you the name or no? Um, they say a name. No, they tell you the name in episode two, I just don't remember it. Um I have to admit he said, I, is it the Gormagog? And he was like, No, it's the Demogorgon. Demogorgon. Demogorgon? Gormagog? What am I am I just making that up? I must have just made that sorry. Yeah, I have to admit, uh, I was a little scary. Uh, I was a little scared. <laughs> I just him going back and forth between was a little scary, but I kind of I really felt for him that he wanted to be treated like a regular kid, and he didn't want people to put you know baby gloves on him and stuff. And um, but then he kept having these episodes, and I also I really felt kind of betrayed for him when he went to go talk to his counselor or therapist, and they're like, "Oh, you have PTSD." And it's just this and this, but then of course the guy is like recording everything and taking his blood, and you know is is evil and uh, going. They're they're sending people to the upside down to do further experiments because obviously that worked so well last time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my theory is that Sean Astin is a spy. That yes, he's... I thought that too. Oh, nice. You go. You yeah. Give me your theory. What do you think, Yusuf? Uh, nothing fancy, just, just that. I just, I was like, eh, he seems too good to be true, and he's super corny, and, you know, uh, you know, uh, when people are super corny, um, it's like the super corny stepdad, or the whatever, it, it usually turns out to be a red herring, or, or a, you know, a twist, so, yeah, I didn't get good vibes from him, um, he just seems too nice, and too good to be true, I mean, not that he's, like, an amazing, you know, guy, you know, but he's got kind of corny sweet, and I thought, no, nah, that's not going to turn out well. So <laughs> I, I kind of thought I, that, uh, I thought he huh? was just a new character introduced so that he could die first. That's all I thought. Oh, <laughs> but I mean, he's too shirt. close. I don't think he's a red shirt. No, yeah, I, think I think he's, he's keeping close tabs because yep. they bring the kid in and get all this information, and they're recording everything. Why wouldn't they have someone in the house? On the mom, yeah. yeah. No, no, I definitely think so. That was that seemed pretty obvious to me. Um, I just want to say real quick, because I mean, I think everything you guys, you know, are are saying and going to say, I'll agree with. I just need to rave about just how good the atmosphere of the show is. And I mean, like the time aspect of it. Again, I think we're all around the same age. That was definitely my 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 childhood and i squealed when they were in the arcade and they were playing dragon's lair i was like i love that game and then wait i loved it even when they like made the the comment about how expensive it was because i remember it was like not a quarter it was like a Mm -hmm. full dollar or two dollars or something um just these little comments that they do the the set design, the clothing, the just the props, everything. It's just, it's a delight. Like, it's, you know, it's not just a, um, a gimmick. They really commit to it. I love 
this is a small thing, but I'm from the East Coast, so like just even the 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 um the feeling of the Halloween, it felt like such an East Coast Halloween with the teenagers with the partying and the kids. Uh, they were young and they were like um uh you know trick or treating till like nine nine thirty, and I was just having a conversation here in California about. Uh, West Coast Halloween, and it seems like people kind of start earlier and wrap up earlier. Uh-huh. Um, and so just that essence was so, was all dead, dead on. And then even I love the argument they had about um, the Three Musketeers or yeah. the Musketeers yeah. bars. Like, nobody liked those, you know what I mean? It was like Milky Ways and Musketeers. It, it, it was just nougat, you know? And, <laughs> um, and, and I just loved it. I just, it's so dead on. It makes... The show, everything about the show is great, but it, it, that just puts it over the top for me. It's just really, and I was really, just like Greg said, I was really wondering if they were going to, you know, continue on at the sophomore slump. I was really holding my breath and thinking, was it a fluke? Is it a one-off? You know, um, and I thought, nope, they slipped right back into it with, with no, you know, drop or bounce or anything. And so I'm really excited. And I might, just to savor it, I may not binge it. I may try to just <gasps> go... <laughs> Don, I... Was that a gasp? I did gasp. I, I think I, I should get a prize if I can pull it off because I, I don't want it. I don't want it to be over so quickly. I think I might try to do two a week or something because I'm really enjoying it. I'm savoring it, really, like a good meal. Um, it's a fun ride to go on. So uh, it's one of those things where, like, sometimes I watch things that are nostalgic or make me feel nostalgic. And it's almost like sad, a little bit, you know, or something. I don't know. Time's gone by, but this is just fun for me. I, I love kind of revisiting this this time period in this way. So, and then it, and then it's a great show on top of it. So I'm having a great time with the, the second series season. Yay! Did you want to know the name of the new monster? Is it a sure? Spoiler? It's not a spoiler. It's it's the mind flayer. The mind slayer or flayer? Flayer. flayer F. I love it. F is in Frank. The only thing I can say is if you like the two ep- first two episodes, which are really basically table setting, strap yep. in. Because <laughs> stuff starts happening really soon that starts, it's like a roller coaster, and you are going to be at the, you're going to be, you know, strap in. <laughs> That's great. Oh, yeah. And what's our, what's our other, um, you know, enhanced. Uh, being person like eleven. What's her? Oh, uh, oh she's six. Six. She's six. Oh, six. Oh, I thought she was twelve. Yeah, no, six. it was a six on her arm. On her arm. Right. Right. Can't wait. Tom knows all about that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. He knows, and he's not going to tell us as we nope. want. So basically, we're saying thumbs up. We cannot wait. Right. Right. We cannot wait. Duffer Brothers and for the win. What'd you say? I said all ten fingers. All not ten. just them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waving them in the air. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, send them to tvcampfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You listen to us on GetThePointRadio.com, Krypton Radio, WeDoppos, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.